We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, welcome back. We've got a, uh, another episode for you guys. We had one earlier in the week. We'll hit you with another one today. We've got a uh, very special guest, somebody that was asked by a lot of KU fans to come on. We, we tweeted out we wanted some players to come on. Who did, who did our fans want to see get interviewed? He was a popular request. And he is luckily, uh, we reached out and he was down to come on. Jeff Graves, how's it going? Doing, doing well, doing great. How y'all doing? We're good, man. Uh, I guess you want to give us a little update on what you're up to these days? Uh, raising a 10-year-old daughter. Her name's Corey Ann Graves. She's averaging at least uh, 20 points a game. Wow. She's 5'3", yeah. wearing nine-and-a-half shoes, so she's, she's beast-loading. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. We took we took a little tour up there to, in Lawrence recently, about a month ago. Um, showed them around for the women's women's side and the men's side, so it was cool. But I'm doing that, giving back to the, like the youth community, giving my knowledge that way, um, into some cryptocurrencies. Oh, there you go. Um, little Bitcoin. Business. Tell me where to put my money at. Exactly. <laughs> I started a little hedge fund, trying to do certain things, get out there, do some business, cool. as well as. Uh, you know, keep in touch with the basketball world, too. So you grow up in Lee Summit. You play mm-hmm. there. And what kind of looks did you have coming out of high school? It was, was it kinda, JUCO stuff and things like that, or did you have D1 looks? I had some D1 looks. It was, um, like, Long Beach. I was recruited out of uh, high school for football. Oh. I was the top, like, 
Makes five sense. That's prospects not surprising. For, yeah, it's for tight end. Um, growing and being Lee Summon played tight end, like one little possession or whatever, and ran it back for like 30 yards with like three guys on my on my back. And here comes Nebraska, here comes a gang of other people trying to recruit. I can't imagine how much bigger you were than those dudes in high school <laughs> playing football. So you I just was probably six, seven, six, yeah. seven at the time. So you had a love for basketball over yeah. football? That what kind football of football was you... probably like my first love in basketball. Hell yeah. But then I looked at the longevity of the sport. Obviously, you know, when it comes to picking at that age, you're like, yeah. hey, let's go ahead and play some basketball. Your, your brain's probably doing a little better these days by choosing to play basketball. <laughs> Absolutely, <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> uh, so I guess so you, you end up, you choose to play basketball, mm-hmm. you go the JUCO route, correct? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how much you... Well, I really had to go the JUCO route because of Lee Summit. That's yeah. why I, I kind of like have beef with Lee Summit High School too because... They don't really look out back then for, like, if kids were going D1 or, and, oh, and so forth. Like know. getting cleared right, academically right. and all that. So, I mean, I had to take a lot of different different courses to change and boost my GPA back then yeah. and all the other stuff. And they did it at the last minute, and I had to go to junior college, which was the best thing that ever, ever probably ha- ever happened to me. So you end up at Iowa Western, play two years there, yeah. average – Sophomore year, you average 17 and 8, rebound the shit out of the ball like you do. So a bunch of D1 programs just started coming after you? Well, there was a top 40 camp. It was Jerry Mullins back then um, that was holding it. And um, it was a top 40 camp, and it was all the JUCO uh, players around. And then I was a junior college All-American coming into it. So immediately after that camp, uh, it was me. I was like 6'9 at the time. Versus like a six eleven, like a seven foot, and another like six nine guy, J.K. Edwards, and another like um, uh, Alexander, Cliff Alexander, or whatever you know, Alexander from Iowa State, big seven footer, and I ended up banging out the whole entire game. My stats ended up being better than all three of them. I remember the first game, I, I turned around and I was just used to, you know, being so bigger than everybody and broader than everybody and stronger to where I can kind of bully yeah. and get away with that without kind of like really full extending trying to dunk on someone. Mm-hmm. I played against them and I saw my brother in the wrath and called timeout. My brother was like, man, what the fuck are you doing, dog? <laughs> he was like, all you got to do is pump fake one fucking time and bang out on his ass. <laughs> and I was like, all right, bet, bet. <laughs> So I went out there, pump fake one time, banged out on him. Then here comes Roy, here comes all the top, literally top 50, top 20, wow. you know, coaches over there. Could have went anywhere in the nation or in the country at the time. And yeah. that's how I went. That's how I started. Yeah, so I guess uh, I was kind of – so growing up in Lee Summit, were you like a Missouri fan? Or, like, what was your familiarity with Kansas and Roy Williams and all that before Roy starts hitting you up on the recruiting trail? Uh, It kind of went – it kind of goes back to like being like the first kids and group from Kansas City, like you know, with the Kansas City Keys and the and the um, CMH and all the other stuff back in then, and how we went from different camps. And my main thing was, I went to an MU camp, then went to a KU camp, and MU camp, their fucking dorms was fucking straight, like garbage, felt like slavery. Oh, you know, like turn the heat down on slavery when you're in the, in the car or something like. Goddamn, it's hot. Yeah. So it felt like Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and then I went to KU and I was like, shit, they got AC in their dorms. And then plus, you know, it was Roy. Yeah. And just the whole entire feel, you know, I was just like, yeah, this, 
Ke, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that is that kind of when you started noticing like the passion from the fans and stuff when you visited? Absolutely. I mean, and, and especially just how the treatment and just how important like the basketball and how how it was, you know. And yeah. then even going into it, like how important it was being a student athlete, like before you're athlete, you're a student before you're actually an athlete. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't really realize that until you actually come on campus. Everybody's like, oh, you got books, you got this, you're at this and this is for, not for me it wasn't. I don't know all these fucking stories everybody be hearing, like, hey, per- people getting money and all this, stuff. where's my fucking money, <laughs> you know? You weren't, you weren't getting a bag from Adidas? Fuck no, Nike. I was getting a bag, wasn't no fucking, fucking no goddamn Nikes or Adidas. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so Roy starts recruiting you, you obviously, what? Was there anything about Roy that was really why you picked Kansas? Or was it more just like the passion of the fan base? Was it his playing style? Or was it something about Roy that really had you connected to KU? Or was it really just we had AC and our fans cared a lot? No, I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day, it's just growing up in Kansas City alone. I mean, it's always a M-U-K-U type of ordeal. Mm -hmm. And I knew as as you get older and as I've gotten older, you know, like what KU really stood for, who Roy Williams really was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like how many guys does he really have NBA and shit like that? And going from junior college, you know, you have your coach sits down and it's like, hey, you got to you gotta worry about this, this, and that. And certain people's like, hey, you got to worry about ESPN appearances. You got to worry about, you know, if this coach is a, a, a big man coach to where is how many big man does he have in NBA? Yeah. Roy had like 16 or 19 at the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So – just everything, just check checklist off, and then also a big thing was was the braids. You know, bringing the whole entire braids and tattoos. Then yeah. really like the one first junior college player really to come to KU. I mean, I, I guess I, I almost want to say fuck that. You know, like I, I did make that little bit of stand mm-hmm. because I did. I mean, it was I went to MU, MU, and this was funny too. Quinn came up there. And Quinn looked like he came up with my junior college. Um, Quinn Snyder. Yeah, Quinn Snyder. And, man, he was fucking probably, yeah, he's probably coked out his fucking head <laughs> and drunk as shit, you know? And to I'm your, like. To, to your, like. To oh, your, yeah, up there in Iowa Western. You can you know just what tell. Saying? He comes up there and you can just tell, man. You're like, man, goddamn, like. He does like have gravy. that look of just a gravy. guy that's coked he's out a gravy. all the time. Sorry. Sorry to be uh, smelling like a little bit of vodka in the way up here. A little turbulence got me. Wow. I'm like, come on, man. So. The slick back hair. Man, slick back hair. But Quinn was cool as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Quinn was cool as fuck. But Coach Harvey, the, the, the black coach, almost looked like probably like the black Klansman type shit. You know, he's like, hey, to be a man here, you got to cut that shit off your head. I was like, what type of shit would you say that to a kid? Yeah. You know, especially yeah. junior college All-American, top like five. Big man, prospect, whatever. Why would you say that? So I looked back at my mom like, I ain't going here. Yeah. Next visit was Illinois. Bill. Oh, shit. Oh, Bill, Bill. Bill Self. I felt like Jesus Shuttleworth when I went to Illinois. And at the end of the visit, um, you know, everything's fine. You know, the wine and dine and everything like that it was, it was cool. It was one unique situation. But I didn't end up signing. Yeah. I guess, I guess he he came calling. He was like, "Hey, if we ever, if we ever play you, Grady, we're gonna double team your big big ass." <laughs> <laughs> so so I knew like Bill wasn't for me, but Roy came up to my to to Iowa Western, which that meant a lot. 
And at the same time, I needed that type of like military feel and sense. Yeah. And then whenever in Roy's visit, it was like the sit down at the end when you got this MJ shoe right there, and you know it's just like principal office. You're like, oh shit, Roy. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary. You know what I'm saying? You just yeah. like, just imagine any NBA superstar, whatever, Hollywood, whatever. Like the Rock comes in here, you're like, oh, damn Rock. <laughs> you know, everybody's got a fucking wood on, no homo, like, <laughs> like just shell shocked. But that's kind of like how it was, and I remember him sitting down. And he was like, okay, Graves, is there anything else would you like to, you know, ask and da-da-da-da? You know, certain 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 moments you're like, okay, is that the time when I'd be like, hey, I need, I need a Mercedes. You'd be like, blue yeah. chips, I need Mercedes, man. I need my mom's, I need this and this. No, the main thing was like, because how my mom raised us was like, never take shit from no one. It didn't matter what it was. You know, yeah. always work harder than the next man. It didn't give a fuck what it was. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I did. And I was like, the only thing I was... It was my worry was, hey, did you give a fuck about the braids, the hair, or the tattoos, anything? He's like, no, you know what, son? You know, in his North Carolina, you know what, son? I recruit you this way, and I expect you to play like that. So I was like, fuck yeah, let's rock and roll, baby. Dad I'm going to KU. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't, forget, you can't forget the armbands, too, that you yeah. rock, the red, white, and blue. Yeah. That's kind of how I remember Gravy, like, yeah. in the Final Four, rocking the fucking dreads and the red white and blue armband yeah just not a guy to mess with and it's so funny when you think about like how invested people get into a recruiting like there's KU fans that obsess over recruits and it's pretty hilarious to think like one of the biggest points you came here was cause, so you could keep your hair cut and they didn't have a problem with your tattoos so it's like pretty hilarious that coaches have lost recruits over being so petty over something that simple right Shout out to Roy, not really giving a shit and just letting yeah. you do your thing. And obviously that was like almost part of like your playing style. Like you were a bully and that just kind of like helped you. You had the look of a bully. So that was good. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, KU, they go to the final four in 2002 and then Drew Gooden leaves. Was that kind of a, like, was that, did that kind of help your decision too? Just because the front court wasn't really that deep. Because they had Nick and well, yeah. Wayne was coming back too, but. I mean, of course. I mean, of course you got to look at that as like, you know. To your, what's, what's to your advantage going in and seeing if you're going to get, you know, that playing time coming in because you don't want to waste any time, especially as a junior college transfer. You already got two years gone. or you have two more years to impact and do what you need to do to to go to the NBA or overseas, whatever, you, you know, your plan is. Yeah. So what, like, what were Roy's expectations for you? Did he kind of tell you you'd come in and get good minutes or what did he tell you? I mean, it was, it was a lot like I remember coming in and like being as a, Hosted by um, Drew and and Wayne, it'd be the, did they expect Drew to leave? Like, was he a for sure? Oh yeah, they, yeah. I mean, like they knew he was going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, incredible. after that Maryland, all that other shit. Like, yeah, you knew Drew was going. Uh, that's my dog too. Um, but get him on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> shit. He probably would come too. Let's do it. But um, Drew was like, "Yeah, hey, I heard you supposed to be the big dog from junior college." Was take my spot. And I was like, "Shit, you heard that? <laughs> I'm high as fuck. Like, what? you heard that? <laughs> That's for the first time I got some fucking fire as we was up here, up in Lawrence. That was on crazy. A, on a visit or what? Just it was. No, it was the first year. <laughs> it was after I signed. Oh, okay. I went to what's that? Pi five, five side, whatever. Five side, right across the street from the dorms. Oh, okay. There's probably some five side, pot, whatever that shit is. <laughs> So, weed. Man, I went over there. I was like, "Hey, can I get a seven? I'm thinking it's like a seven or some like 
K, you know, reg, regular ass, you know, buds, whatever. He's like, Graves, here you go. <laughs> He's like, you can have it. I was like, what? God damn. <laughs> but yeah, that shit was that shit was cool though. Well, yeah. Okay, so you you show up. You're on obviously a pretty stacked team. Let's get into that o two o three season. Honestly, that team started off pretty rough. You guys lose to like North Carolina and Florida. Crazy schedule. Man. Preseason NIT at the Garden, right? <coughs> yeah. Yep. What was that like up in New York? Oh man, like it's nothing like being in New York and you know being in the Garden and playing in the Garden because not too many people can even say, "Hey, they even played in the fucking Garden." Period. Yeah. Even been been there, so that was a unique situation. And like how we started was just like. Nobody expected to start like that. No, it was You know, strange. everybody's preseason number one. Like, yeah. everybody's coming back, Nick and Kurt. Besides and Drew, basically. All, yeah. yeah. Dub, exactly. So, I mean, we and we were stacked. Yeah. Like, we should have won that shit. And Wayne was Wayne was healthy at that time. Like, yeah. Wayne doesn't end up getting hurt until, until I Kansas think, City, UMKC yeah, game. UMKC, December, January was, game. Yeah. I was going to ask. When he got hurt, I kind of forget. It's yeah, while, so it was but. like probably mid-season, and then that almost – so now you've had a rough start. I think you guys started three and three. By the time he got hurt, because mm-hmm. you lost to Oregon too. But then by the time he got hurt, you guys are still probably like six and three, which to like KU standards isn't amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Wayne gets hurt, a big contributor. So your role becomes even bigger. Like, was there pressure? Was like, what was Roy's kind of talk with you? Like, all right, you got to step in and start for this team. I mean, I think, I think just from the training and like how well prepared Roy has for like the team and everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even have like I didn't even feel that much pressure. I just felt like it was still junior college. Like I was waiting. I felt like I should have started regardless of whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I mean at the at the end of the day, like that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you gotta have saying? that mentality so, for sure. Me coming off the bench and all the other, you know, backlash from from way earlier, like when people were even coming into it, it was like, oh, Graves, we, you're out of shape and you're not on time and do this, do that. Like, nah, that's a little bit deeper than everybody thinks. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's why it's like, eventually I'm going I'm to I'm say my side and yeah. explain like, hey, here's exactly what happened. Here's what went down. It wasn't like that. Here's what was said. You know, like, I almost lost my damn life. But in the media, they only think it's, hey, you know, it's, it's a minor concussion or something like that, you know. like was, So you got in a car wreck, right? Yeah, yeah. Junior year? Uh, yep, it was like my first year coming up to uh, to to sign when I signed the KU and shit. So, the guy so I was on my way up to Lawrence. Wow. And got in a car wreck. My guy was had one of them, like, Fast and Furious, little 300 Cs, whatever, oh, souped yeah. up. I heard he had the fucking booster shit, whatever, in there. <laughs> he ends up passing out. Bow, 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 spins out in the middle of the damn highway, hits a couple of rails, could have fl- could have flew over the rail and really went down in the damn ditch and went further on to the train tracks and whatever. So seatbelt snapped, my head hits the windshield, I get out the car, I'm like, oh, hell no. And I go down towards the highway, and here comes a big-ass semi. Phew, semi from the wind from the semi blows me back. And the ambulance comes and shit. It's like, hey, you want to ride in this shit? I'm like, at first, like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Then I see this big-ass goose egg, like, big-ass goose egg. Yeah. Like, Riddick Bowe Mike Tyson hit me in my fucking head or something. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and go in there. So I came in there, and I was like, probably 293. Yeah. I mean, I was, I didn't even feel like I was 293, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I was hooping, I was like, 
I was still hooping, but it was just the point of like how long you're lasting, especially how KU, how we're running yeah. back and forth. Yeah. And after seeing some of the video and seeing how, how big I really was, I was like, damn, I was big. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, it's like when I got into shape and I lost 50 pounds in that one month. Jeez. And the reason why I respect Roy, even to this day, and we'll always ride out with Roy, is because his ass was out there That's running what I was with ask me. You. He was running with you, you know what I'm right? Like, like the next year, all the other shit you want to say it's about Bill and all same type of continuation type shit. No, it wasn't like that. There was some shit promised and it didn't fall through. Mm-hmm. And you didn't see Bill fucking running with me. Yeah. No, you know yeah, I mean, and that wasn't even an issue. That was just like kind of punishment type shit. Yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, Roy was out there fucking running yeah. with me. And was that like uh, so? I don't know how, how does that even happen like is that like Roy's like hey we got to have you running every morning or did Roy come straight to you and be like hey I'm gonna run with you let's do this or did you start running on your own and then Roy decided to start no, I mean it was just you? it was just a thing like he, it was like our own plan like hey here's yeah. what we're gonna do that's we're gonna awesome. wake up every morning we're gonna run like we ran from damn uh Allen Fieldhouse all the way down to Massachusetts mm-hmm. to the very, very top all the way around down Tennessee wow Come up down by the, where the football stadium is. Yeah. And then ran some goddamn hills. That's a lot of hills. Then I ran some hills from the damn, what's that, that the tower, the Jayhawk Tower yeah. thing right there by the football stadium. The big old hill. Yeah. I ran about yeah, 10 yeah. sprints. Yeah. And Roy's and then, doing this with you? No, he's watching me do the sprints. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. When he's, I'm doing the hills now. He's still, okay? he's old at that point. <laughs> right. Right. And then, like, I would go to class, go to practice, and. Then go to then do um, sprints right after practice. Like keep in mind, like you could probably lose like ten pounds of practice, and then I'm mm-hmm. running after practice. And then after when practice is over, I'm getting on the treadmill and running at least thirty to forty five minutes. I did that for a whole month. You lost fifty pounds. Fifty pounds. What about like diet? What was your diet? Or what did they- I mean, I was just. I mean, at that much when you're running that much, like you're burning so much shit. Mm-hmm. So it really didn't even matter what the fuck you're eating, especially as a college kid. I need to but at the same time, like. I'm I'm eating exactly what I would eat like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the for the um, athletic department up there. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like junk food, junk food, junk food all the mm-hmm. goddamn time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I mean, it was it was strict. Yeah, no, that's crazy. So until I passed the fucking what's that twelve minute mile or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that he really did. Shit. He made you like he had a number for you or what? And I was like I was like the second person. That ran it the most. <laughs> Antoine Jameson in North Carolina ran it more. He ran it like oh. 15 to 20 times. I ran it like 12 to 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so no, really. I could not make that motherfucker. I was like, Coach, I'm not a cross country runner. <laughs> like, I'm never going to make this shit. <laughs> yeah, so, awesome. were you and Roy, you guys had a pretty good relationship then? I mean, I wouldn't say good, but I mean, it was good enough. I mean, I respected yeah. him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was one of the guys who, like, when it was time to practice, it was time to practice. When it was done, it was done. I'm not going to go up and, you know, shoot the shit with the coaches, I guess mm-hmm. you would say, kind of get more personal, I guess. Yeah. Like, versus, like, like as I'm older now, like, hey, maybe I should have yeah. shot the shit a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, just to get to know the coaches even more and maybe, you know saying, the benefits f- that they could have helped out later on. You know yeah, what I'm saying? for just, sure. Just because as you get older, you're like, shit, okay. So, like, what was his coaching style like? I just, I mean, it's been so long since Roy actually coached here. It's, like, oh. can you, what were practices like? And was he super intense or things like that? 
I would say like being coached underneath like someone that you like respect the most to like military or some colonel or some prince like somebody that you really look up to that you don't want to disappoint anything yeah. you know what I'm saying like you don't do everything fucking perfect yeah and like everything on time like be punctual you know what I'm saying like know how to talk on the damn microphone when you are getting interviewed mm-hmm. because sometimes guys when the, when, when the mic gets on like certain guys will be like okay like hey how was today? Well, I feel like I did a 360. Like, what the fuck you mean you did a 360? <laughs> fucking like, you did the same thing over and over again? Like, nah, bitch, what you meant to say was you did a 180, bitch. <laughs> and we turned this bitch around. Like, come on, man. Like, but it's certain shit like that that, you know, as you get older, even when you have enough experience to do that shit, when you have enough confidence, shit, hold it down. Yeah. Yeah. So the... 2003 or 2002 2003 year kind of started out slow did it like just having a bunch of seniors and stuff did that help like having upperclassmen just kind of be like we know how fucking good we are we're still gonna have a good year and did you for get the it? next year when, I, when we had bill no like just for or the for, rest of I that year for the 03 03 i guess heinrich and collison were yeah the, uh, and then i mean the you seniors. were you were a junior and i mean yeah. keith and aaron too were yeah also old I used to call Aaron, Aaron and Mike Portland Pussies. That shit was funny. Wait, what? Called him what? Portland Pussies. Portland Pussies. Oh, yeah, because Aaron Miles, Mike Lee from yeah. Portland. Huh. Those like, are my guys, too. Now. So were Nick and basically were Nick and yeah, Nick Kirk, Kirk pretty good leaders. Just yeah, they were. They'd been there and they were seniors. I mean, they were good leaders, but I mean, fuck. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all Americans and shit like that. They're supposed to be fucking game time all the goddamn way, right? To the championship. Yeah. For sure. And I was just the fucking black sheep. Like, if you was watching Chris Farley or something, like, hey, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Graves is high half the season, but he's still doing double-double, you know? Like, we'll do it. you always got something to say about Graves. Graves ain't supposed to do his shit, but Graves is showing up all the way to the goddamn championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was your first year. I mean, they Yeah, that was my first it. goddamn year, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what, what I did in my first year, let's see what anybody – what they did in their first year, you yeah, know what I'm and be in comparison as far as like that leadership going into it. And it's interesting because mm-hmm. you you stepped into a team that had a ton of dudes coming back, like Kurt, Nick, yeah. Aaron, Keith, all those guys, Mike Lee, all those guys are yeah. back from a Final Four run the year before, and now you're kind of like thrown in the mix of these all these dudes. And I mean, you killed it, and obviously you guys end up turning around. You have a really good Big Twelve season. One game I wanted to touch on before we kind of get to that Final Four run is a uh, 2003. At Missouri, you guys have a big game. Like, Heinrich and Miles make, like, what, end of shot clock threes to, like, seal the game. But, like, I guess I wanted to – Tyshawn had some thoughts on Missouri fans playing at Missouri. Do you have any experiences or any thoughts on playing there? Fucking Missouri. (laughs) That's why it's like every Missouri fan now is like – and every KU fan, if if we're watching right now, you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys of all ages (laughs) – in every little tiger, there's a whole lot of pussy. All right, let's move forward. <clears throat> but, yeah, they are a whole lot of pussies, man. But they just talk shit. They don't really have that much class. Like, fucking rushing the floor at a goddamn time. Like, you're not used to winning. So, of course, now you motherfuckers are sellouts. You think you're from fucking Kentucky or some shit now. But, look, when I played there, they're fucking antlers. And that's why they're pieces of shit. Yeah. That's what Ty because, touched on, the antlers. Yeah. Crazy fans yeah. or whatever. They they run up and down your little hallway, try to prank call, whatever. So, Mulai was my roommate. 
his father just passed away. You know what I'm saying? So they call the phone and all this other shit making fun of Mulai saying, hey, yeah, I'm glad your dad died. Do, 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 do. See, and that's what they did with T-Rob. They literally talked, right. Tyson Thomas told Robinson. us they were saying shit about T-Rob's right. mom passing away. Like, what? It's so it's like it's, it's, it's all fucked up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I, we get your little fucking rants like, oh, you may call, prank call, whatever, we would run down the hallways, whatever, but I doubt you can run up the hallways because you had class, or not class checkers, but fucking room checkers. So yeah. you had Danny mm-hmm. Manning or someone like that yeah. being right there to where you ain't going to have nobody doing that shit. But what they did, that shit was just fucked up. Yeah, so, but obviously huge win. That was, I, yeah. that's one of my like first, we were young back then, so it was like, but I remember that game being like, it was a big deal to beat Missouri. Yeah. It was just fun, and the way we did it was awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, so it was, they were probably the craziest fans easily. Or like, yeah, was that? That in Texas. 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 Oh, well, Texas, Texas had some squads so good back then. Yeah. They had TJ Ford. Yeah, because they were in the Final Four that same year. You guys yeah. were there. Yeah. yeah. No, that's all. I forgot. It's weird picturing that now because Texas atmosphere these days is ass. Like, no yeah. one shows up. It's awful. So, so was yeah. at Mizzou probably your favorite place to play outside of Allen? Or? Yeah, just because it's like, you know, I'm a Missouri boy, so being from right there and, and the story behind it, like, hell yeah, whoop yeah. their ass every time. Then it's like, oh, yeah, there's another story. It's like, we was the last group to fucking whoop that ass in the Hearn Center. So. Yeah, because you went to yep. another. Wow, suck that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what you got to say. Well, they gotta, their fans got to do that crazy shit because they yeah. never win anything and they never beat us. Yeah, but you know how the fans are even now when we run into them. Like, everybody, like, is a, if, if we're that, work, that bird, anybody that's representing KU and you run into an MU fan, Believe it or not, fucking MU fans are way worse than fucking K State. Yeah. These K State fans knew, oh, yeah, you hear about it. Here you go. <laughs> the MU is just fucking. They're just by. They're just stubborn. Like you know, it's like uh, someone that you know that your your mind fucking skull fucking beating the shit out of them, and they they keep on. They just don't get it. No, so yeah, for sure. Let's get into the tournament run. Uh, that was funny. Though. We got to start with the first round game. Was that Utah for, State? Yeah. We won by like two, right? Yeah, we it was were, a uh, tight game. I mean, do you remember much from that game? Just it being close and. I didn't even like fucking Utah. <laughs> yeah. That shit went so fast, though. Like, really? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that game was just kind of a fluky game. We snuck out of there. We got it the was. big win. And then we turned yeah. around. I, can't, I forgot to look this up, but I think we played Arizona, Arizona State yeah. and absolutely slaughtered put, them. I think put yeah. up 100 plus. Yeah. yeah, and just a typical Roy Williams type game where we just like blew them, blew the doors off and mm-hmm. ran the ball all over the place. And so. then the run like the run gets crazy. The teams we start playing, you yeah. go Duke, Arizona. And yeah, so let's yeah, just start Duke. there. Let's start Duke. at Duke. Let's start at Duke. That was a huge game. They've got like JJ Reddick's a freshman, Duhon. Sheldon Williams a freshman, Duhon's there. They got a ton of big names. They got it's Coach K, and I think a lot of people probably were picking Duke to beat KU in that game. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you remember mindset or anything like going into that game? Was oh, it a yeah. thing like we got a and Roy coming to North Carolina guy had to hate Duke too. So no. like, I just remember fucking Christian Leitner back in the day growing up. So it was like, yeah, I hated fucking Duke. And I yeah. remember like, oh yeah, if we ever play Duke, oh I'm gonna fucking <laughs> go off. That's awesome. And. Uh, like I dunked on the hole starting four that that game. Got a I think it was like the first one of the first plays of the game. A few a few minutes of the game. I got a I got a little pass from Nick right down the middle of the lane. I dunked on like the off four, like Sheldon Williams yeah. Sheldon Williams and all them. Yeah. And that shit was pretty I like that. Yeah, that was such a fun game growing up. I just 
you hate Duke so much as like me back then. I was a little kid. Like I totally appreciated the idea of hating Duke and wanting you guys to beat them. I mean, Nick was incredible that game. I think he had like thirty three. Uh, yeah. So big win. You guys are going to the Elite Eight, and I would assume. I mean, the expectation the whole year was win it all, right? So like you guys weren't satisfied by beating Duke. You go in to play Arizona, who Arizona earlier in the year had kind of come down on field house and like blew the doors off us, right? Yeah. So we got some redemption going in there too. Mm-hmm. Got to get back on Luke Walton and them. So yeah, that was that was a huge game too. Yeah, it's a crazy Keith team. A couple, a couple, a few of us, we all had good games that game. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that Arizona team had like Luke Walton, Jason Gardner, yeah. like yeah. Andre Iguodala was like hardly yeah. even a. He didn't even play Kirk that much. He came off. off the bench. Kirk and Nick went off. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean you had a big game that game too. Obviously. Yeah. Thirteen and fifteen. Was it? Yeah, I, even, thir- yeah. I think it was. Like, Fifteen boards. Yeah, you. I mean, that's what you do. Get boards. So, <laughs> yeah. get a shit ton in the tournament. Hey, when certain motherfuckers don't pass you the goddamn ball because I don't know why. You just gotta go go get your goddamn. Go get your offensive rebounds. I was, I was rebounds, watching that game backs. earlier, Arizona game, and it's the first possession. Watch. Someone missed a shot. You got an offensive board. Yeah. That's the thing too is you got O boards all the time. Yeah. And that was straight like my football mentality. I think, like even going into it, like think even. You know, as, as hard as I pushed in the even in the weight room, like I was the strongest motherfucker. So it was like that was just my thing. Yeah. Besides, I mean, like Nick. Nick was a solid footwork guy, and he was real strong. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like that's like Nick had probably like probably like the best footwork yeah. I've seen that. You know, what I'm saying that that year and some and big. even. even Risley as far as bigs coming out right yeah. right now. Yeah, that's the thing. With some bigs are just uncoordinated, right. especially with footwork. Right. Like you see it still. I mean. Because I don't know what the fuck. Is it uncoordinated or like it is like sumo with some oil or some shit? Because like, <laughs> yeah. they're just moving slower. Yeah. I mean, that's like my damn 64-year-old mom. She can <laughs> run faster than him. I should have seen the video. She was getting it, goddamn. Yeah. She could have ran for bronze for the Olympics. <laughs> So you got D Wade in the semis in the final four. Did, was there any? Pl- obviously, there's probably a plan for him just because. Yeah. Well, they had that little white <coughs> guard. What was his name? Was it Deaner? Yeah, Diener. Travis Deaner. So yeah. they had some great guards, but I'm sure Roy and the staff had a plan for D Wade. Yeah, sh- it certainly shut. worked. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can tell yeah. that was never a game. Yeah. I mean, because whenever we, I think when, when we played UAB, remember it was supposed to be that was mass. next year. So it was before that. It was, we was playing some mass trap team or a full court press, like, whatever. We practiced In with that like, tournament? We practiced with, like, six or eight people. Yeah. But, like, going into it, like, every every single team we even played, it was just – it was just – it went faster mm-hmm. because that's how we practice. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So when we saw certain shit, we're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Reacted ten times faster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's hilarious looking back on that Marquette game because Marquette had just beat Kentucky, who was, like, maybe the yeah. number one overall seed. Like, so everyone's high on them. Dwayne Wade's a big NBA prospect. I mean, he still – D-Wade still got off a little bit, but we still whipped that ass by 30. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty close. sure I'm not positive. Did we score 60 points in the first half? It was something it was, around it was, that. It was pretty crazy in, in the first half. It's yeah. crazy how up-tempo Everybody those Roy teams were, man. Just yeah. run it. Like, they would score with 33 seconds on the shot clock. No, it was yeah. hilarious. Like, Heinrich, go get a layup. My Miles Langford, whoever. Yep. It's crazy. Did uh, you enjoy the up-tempo style? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's almost like the Running Rebels. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. I grew up loving the Running Rebels, too. Running Rebels and Paul Pierce and Ray Flaference and all them motherfuckers. Like, yeah. 
Just oh, grew yeah. up watching all that. Arkansas. That shit's crazy. Yeah, Roy's system was fun. So we blow the doors off Marquette. And God, man, I'm not going to lie. Going to that Syracuse game, it feels like, no shit, this team's winning it all. They just destroy Marquette. They beat Duke. They beat Arizona. We were like, yeah, that run is everyone insane. was picking that team to win against Syracuse. I guess, sore subject, but like, what kind of, you guys fully, did you expect to go in and dominate Syracuse? Or did you, I mean, it just felt like everything started going, <coughs> everything started going wrong pretty quick with yeah. free throws and everything. I felt like we were fucking well prepared. Yeah. Like, we practiced. I mean, I remember Jeff Boshi playing, uh, practicing with us. Oh. And he was pretending like he was Jerry. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and he shot Aaron, like Boshi in that game. Yeah. And Jabo shot the fuck out of Aaron's eye in fucking practice. And that's what Jerry did. Shit, but that's the thing. Did Jerry do much that whole year? Like you just no. you knew he was he a was shooter, so young. but like he was like no one thought about him because they had Mellow. So it was like yeah. no one thought about him, and all of a sudden he's hanging eighteen but in the first. Half. If he doesn't do that in the first half, I mean, I feel oh. like Kate. I feel like you guys blow them out. Yeah, I, I mean, and then at the same time, if everybody. If they caught the motherfuckers being academic and eligible like how they were, they wouldn't even made it to the goddamn Final Four. Dude's on their whole four, their whole four was academic and eligible. Did they end up getting in trouble for that? Ten years later, eight years later, what the fuck? Yeah. Who was it? Probably like Mellow and Warwick and dudes Man, like that. Who, who gives a fuck? The yeah. point is, they're start, one, some of them are starting for us, so basically it could have been everybody but Mellow. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. But it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, they, they, they shot their fucking ass off, like, mm-hmm. especially early. And it's yeah, they were starting. Luck. Yeah, their youth started to show at the end of that game yeah. too. They started turning over, and you guys had a bunch of vets that, I mean, made that it didn't super shoot interesting. The fucking ball like Kirk no. didn't shoot the ball one fucking time. Like it really bust down. Like Kirk didn't shoot the ball. Nick missed nine free throws. Mm-hmm. Like I missed six, six free throws maybe the whole it's game. Two for seven. And we and we ended up yeah. So only five, yeah. not six. Yeah. Hey, give yourself some credit. <laughs> okay, two for seven. So we end up losing by three. Yeah, twelve for the, block. the last, the last exactly, and the block. Yeah, uh, Mike Lee really had to do, and I guarantee Mike. Mike was my dog. All he had to do was just pump fake, man. Yeah, because you know what that looked like. Like he could shoot in too, practice, man. looked like Brian Nash trying to block Mike Lee's, and Mike Lee did. Pump faked and watched his ass. Yeah. was talking shit and, and he then, and he nailed the three. Mike could shoot his fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guarantee if he would have pump faked and watched his ass go over there in the bleachers, we would have won that game because he would have put up he a shot. And he would have made it. Making it. He was making it. Yeah, that's so crazy. Or yeah, at least tied it up with him. Yeah. So in our in our Tyshawn interview, Tyshawn's whole thing was like Anthony Davis came out of nowhere and Elijah like. It was another yep. three from the corner. And I was there for Tyshawn shit because it was a reenactment of us. The like, championship going game. To the, yeah, it was just like, damn, we got to stop throwing the ball to the corner in big moments in national yeah. title games. Well, Warwick yeah. was one of the longest dudes ever. I don't know how he blocked that shot. He started in the middle either. of the paint. I, I thought either. I thought Kirk should have shot that three. Yeah. yeah. I thought just Kirk should have shot more threes. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he was like sure. three for 12 from three that game. Yeah. yeah. That's how we won that fucking the MU game when Kirk came off. And, yeah, just that was the same play that we – that we drawn up for Syracuse, but Kirk didn't shoot, and he passed it to Mike. But there was like a possession earlier that he like I think he came off a screen and mm-hmm. got a great look and was in and out. Yeah. There were so many threes late that I know Miles remember that three that went in and out and you tipped. Yeah. I don't know if it was gonna go in, but I know yeah. you got fouled. But what? But there were so many good looks late, and those are the shots that team hit all year. Yeah. Some bullshit. Haunting man. Yeah, it's just I mean haunting. when you think about the free like 
There's a lot of things you can say. A fluky freshman going bonkers in the first half from three, free throws going in. Like, all we need to do mm-hmm. is make four more free throws. And it's just that's how it goes. There's tons of teams that talk about ways that they uh, could have won titles and stuff. But yeah, obviously that year was great. But I think I think the more interesting part of all this and hearing from you is like you were one of the few people that played for Roy and mm. played for Bill. So I don't know how probably a few weeks later Roy announces he's going to North Carolina. Like, were you, how pissed were you? Were you pissed? I mean, I was I was pissed at first. And I probably should have left that year to try to you know probably declare or go whatever. But <clears throat> whenever he whenever he was leaving, like I knew it like halftime, like he was leaving. Because I went in my phone and I got a little buzz and I was like checking it. Because there was supposed to be a little spill and everybody was like, what happened? Like, Roy came in and was like, guys, this is this is Nick and Kirk's last year. Give it your all. And here you come with Nick and Kirk saying whatever. Give it your all. Okay. So I'm over there like at halftime, like, okay, give it your fucking all. I'm throwing trash cans and shit. Like, come yeah, on. I was going to ask you about that. We talked <laughs> you know, about like, that before. The- yeah, so I'm throwing trash cans. Like, come on, man, you talking about giving it your fucking all and shit like that. It's a national championship. Right. I mean, it, yeah, exactly. So it's like at the end of the game, excuse me. So at the end of the game, I'm sitting at my – after I throw some trash cans, men all fucking pissed off. I'm getting I – get, I got a text message like, oh, my mom and my brother's like, you know your boy, you know your boy's leaving. I was like, what? You know, your boy Roy's leaving. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, so I guess I forgot about that. Like, that was kind of a rumor, and Roy got interviewed, and he said, I don't give a shit about North Carolina and all that stuff. But yeah. was it, did you guys off the court just as a team or, like, you and any teammates be like, Roy's really going to fucking leave us? Or, like, was it something on your I mean, mind going into the game? No. Nah. I mean, at the same time, like, you hear some speculations and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But – I'm not thinking about none of that. I'm just thinking about winning this goddamn championship. Yeah. And if we win, I'm like, I already told my mom, like, mom, if we win, take my ass to the NBA. I'm not staying another year. Because the only reason why I stay another year is because my mom's like, boy, you better stay senior year. <laughs> yeah. So, um, after that happened, I mean, I was just like, fuck, why do you leave? But I knew it wasn't, it wasn't because of, everybody was like, they had their speculations and thoughts about why Roy left. It's like I know why Roy left. Yeah. I mean, Sam Perkins comes in and he's a AD from where? From Connecticut or whatever. Connecticut's not like a like a University of Kansas. Yeah. You know, we're not uh, uh, basketball, football, baseball, softball type of school. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Basketball. Like, basketball, maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like you have your main main sports for for football, baseball. I mean that that's just how it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Until certain shit happens and certain things changes, just like the KU football program was hope that they get better, just like after they've already gotten better. Yeah, you know, won a bit past the couple games that they won this this past year. So I mean, but that's the main reason why he left. I mean, you can't tell a legendary coach that we're gonna spread this throughout the whole wow. program now. So that's interesting. So. I would say a lot of people would just think, oh, he's a North Carolina guy. He wanted to, you know, Dean Smith was his mentor or mm-hmm. whatever. But so you think there was – you think if th- uh, if you'd have been happier at KU, you think there was things about KU that made him want to leave KU I mean, other I than think, North Carolina just being his dream job? I think it's just like everybody knows when someone's ego is in the problem. Mm-hmm. Just as us as grown men. Like our ego always gets in the way of certain things until yeah. we get older. And then you may have regrets or you may have this and that. 
to where as you know where your heart is or you know the right thing to do. Yeah. But like at that certain time, that may have been the right thing for him to do because of his 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 legend or what he's trying to do, his entity behind of, you know, like whenever I, he passed away or anything like that. Then at the same time, he's thinking like, hey, why wouldn't I go back to North Carolina too if I do get an opportunity like that? Yeah. Saying like, hey, I'm not going there because I, I want to go there, even though I can go there any fucking time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Saying like, only way I'm going to go is if you motherfuckers run me out. And that's what happened. They chose Sam Perkins over Roy. <laughs> so that's what you got to realize. And then the next day, you got all the uh, next couple of years, you got ticket scandling and all this other shit going on. Yeah. Lou, the ticket or, scandal. Yeah. 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 Come on, man. So you knew Roy was gone, but like, when did he officially tell you? Did he just sit you I guys mean, no, all? Did he sit you guys all down? And what was kind of the reaction like from all the players? I mean, I. Certain, I think certain players were like they're pissed off. They're like probably fuck Roy. Certain shit, you know, certain emotions and shit like that. I remember but, Keith Langford was like, "I'm going to North Carolina. I'm going with." Him. Yeah, <laughs> and then like certain people were like, "Hey, I'm I'm rolling with him." You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then same time, it's like, okay, well, we already here. We've already played. It's like, what do you do at that time? Yeah, I mean, for me as a junior guy, I was playing. I'm like, Shh, fuck, do I do? Yeah, I mean. Shit, y'all been here for three years, whatever, two years. But, yeah, I understand y'all could be leaving. But, shit, I got one year. And if I transfer, I still got to sit out a year. And that's whenever they're trying to change the rules for that shit, too, at that time, I think. You know, yeah. if you do change in, in case of a, a coach does recruit you or whatever during that first year and they decide to leave or something happens and they leave, and then you can go without sitting out a year or something. But. <clears throat> at the end of the day, there's at the banquet, there's people trying to boo him and saying, oh, you're a disgrace. And, da, da, da. and then you hear Nick Collins' dad get up and he's like, shut your mouth. You're a disgrace. And wow. Respect <laughs> him. And da, 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 da. So there were like, fans at the banquet booing Roy Williams. Yeah, there's some some people. But that's crazy. Why would they even go? Yeah, right. I mean, how are they? Even, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty. I don't know the process of getting into the banquet, but right. I feel like you got to be a right. pretty connected because person. Because anybody that knew. Knew Roy, at least in the, the whole entire Morris community and, and shit like that. They knew what he kind of represented and what he stood for as far as the community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Roy wasn't about his fucking money. No. Roy was, Roy was just rich and just being fucking Roy Williams. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, shit, he fucking helped or basically coached, helped coach whatever fucking Jordan and shit like that. So it's like, come on. Yeah, no, I don't think, especially looking back on it now, I think people were bitter, bitter at the time. But uh, Roy, he did it for reasons, and I don't think KU has obviously turned out just fine. He's had a great career mm -hmm. on North Carolina, so like three titles. Yeah, sucks he yeah. couldn't get us one. Like, damn. But a lot yeah. of people were bitter. But uh, you know, so he leaves. You got to move on, and. Uh, the coaching search starts. Like, were there? What's it like when there's a coaching search going on? You have no idea who's going to be your next coach. Were there rumors? Did you guys have guys you wanted? Was Bill Self someone you did want? Or, uh, I mean, I guess what's the process in there? How did you want Bill? What, what was your thoughts going through the whole coaching search? I didn't think it was it was going to be Bill, but when it was Bill, I mean, because in the summertime that shit was so it went so fast and like yeah. there was so much shit I was doing in the summertime. It was crazy shit. <laughs> I mean, I was, I had a Cadillac Escalade and everybody thought fucking Roy or somebody paid for it from KU and it was like, nope, 
I had a navigator from junior college that was a senior present, and then, which my mom bought, and I had a Civic EX to turn in on the goddamn <laughs> navigator, you know what I'm saying, in order yeah. to go to fucking, got a full ride up in uh, junior college up there, and then getting a full ride from up here, I already had a, a stipend with your, your full ride scholarship, you get $500 a month, and you already get room and board paid for, so that $500 is for like, extra shit that you want to do or whatever. Whatever you want to do with your fucking $500. That's, yeah. your, that's your full ride. That's your stipend yeah. or whatever. So I turned the Navigator in, got the EXT, sitting on some 22s and shit. It was pretty nice. That motherfucker was pretty nice. It was the only one in town. Yeah. And People then, doing was <laughs> rolling up. And then, uh, uh, what was it? It was like four ninety five a fucking month. But you had that, <laughs> and I was like, I had that five hundred. <laughs> and us as college kids, you know, what I'm saying we already a lot of shits already paid for, already get breakfast, lunch, dinner. Then you got some of the fucking parties and shit, so you ain't got to worry about too much shit. So you're like, hey, yep, I got that. That's hilarious. That. But <laughs> so, rolling around in the caddy, that uh, shit was funny. But so yeah, I mean, so Bill comes in. Yeah, Bill comes in, and I'm like, oh shit, like this is gonna be. Whole different weird. style. For one, it's a weird situation because I he... said no to your ass before. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> before I signed with Roy. Yeah. And then for two, it's like, hey, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe this should be this could be a good thing because it's like, Bill was kind of like laid back. You want to be cool, da 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 da. Uh, like type of friend type feel. Where Roy was like military, like be strict, do your work, and take your ass home. You know, do it all over the next day type shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But um, Bill comes in and it's like, hey, you think you're going to have a, a cooler relationship? Certain things were said, certain things were promised and didn't really fulfill. And I saw some other things, other snakes slithering up in there in the office. And I just certain, you know, like I come from junior college, so I already knew what kind of the shit was expected. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like how certain players act and like, let your let your God gifted talent and ability lead you that way instead of all the fucking brown nose and bullshit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, because yeah. a lot of people they're like, compared to like, okay, you're kind of like a blue collar, like work your ass off and like, do yeah, I guess you can say that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me all the dirt, I can handle that shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like I dealt with enough adversity my whole life of people saying can't, can't, can't to where it's like, okay, well, fuck you. And at the same time. I didn't have a father growing up like that to whereas some of these coaches going into it, they know that. Yeah. And then when they don't fulfill their promise and shit like that, how do you think a certain kid is going to still act? They're still kids at some point. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, even though you are 20, 21, you're still a fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that being said, it's just all those things was not fulfilled, and that's why a lot of those – like looking back at it, like they're like, "Hey, do you regret anything?" Nope, I fucking don't. I just wish certain motherfuckers would get the fucking kids, you know. And like at the end of the day, still do your fucking job. Yeah, you didn't have no fucking problem calling Tom, Dick, and Larry. Fucking come get up there and get me fucking for class and all this other shit. So why wouldn't you holler at someone if they had an agency or an NBA team or something like that? Put your feelings aside. Put your egos aside. Because all this is going to do is still continue to help the program, help your fucking resume as a coach. Yeah. And still fulfill all this other shit. Yeah. No, that's... You know? That's interesting. So, 
I guess you could say you and Bill, did you not see eye to eye during the season, or is this more stuff like you've looked back on? Or I mean, I don't know. I think I, I just like what was what was the point of certain things that he did? Like, yeah, you trying to prove a point and all that sort of shit, but like you didn't really even get the point yourself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, and, and that's the thing, too. It's like people have been so much – I've even done it before. Like, you get caught up in your own limelight, even being in the NBA and, and all this whatever, glitz and glamour, to where it's, you never really slow the shit down and realize what the fuck you're really doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To where you may be so arrogant and so caught up in your own fucking ways, thinking this is the right fucking way for every fucking body in the world to fucking live, mm-hmm. but even though it's not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But it's all about as you get older, find that 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 common denominator to where you can let go what you need to let go and say what you need to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And don't be a fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did you how did you feel like the whole team as a whole, like Aaron, Keith, Wayne, I mean, you obviously have mm-hmm. kind of given your thoughts on Bill, all that, but like how do you feel like the whole team as a whole responded to a new coach? Like, I, I feel like there were always those rumors out there that they liked playing Roy's way. Mm-hmm. Bill came in, slowed down the tempo, all that stuff, when mm-hmm. clearly that team was meant to play fast. Like, was there tension early on in practice? Did Bill have to kind of, like, ease his way in? Or was did Bill just come in and be like, listen, this is how we're going to freaking play. Let's do it. <clears throat> like, everybody has their own system and shit like that and trying to conform to it. Yeah. And, like – that's why they always say like big slip, and big gravy, and like gravy does his, does it his way, does it there? Because in a way, I did it, I did do it my way. Yeah. I mean, it was it almost felt like it was a junior college situation where it was if if it wasn't like a transformation of players or a coach or something like that, something going on. Yeah. To where it's, it's, it just goes back to your childhood as like your father or some shit, right? So you're attached to someone. That got you there as a as a recruiter. Yeah. We got a unique situations. We're taking shots, whatever the case is, you know, playing fucking futsal, whatever it is. And then next minute you're gone the next year. Yeah. So you think about it, every single year that shit's happened to me. To whereas it's a whole different relationship. Mm-hmm. These guys really don't know me. And even at the same time, it's like the more respect I get, I re- I get res- my respect from the fans and everything like that because all the other shit is like it's, it's irrelevant if I'm not treated like as if I fucking hit the fucking winning shot to win the national championship or some shit and I'm treated like a goddamn stepson or a walk-on like no no disrespect for the walk-ons but it's a difference between starting a fucking walk-on yeah. you know what I'm saying Yeah. and then exactly how Roy Roy's way Versus Bill's way, let's just say that. I I like Roy's way. Yeah, I mean, even even when it comes down to even when former and present or whatever players come back and they come back and where they sit, fucking, you know what I'm saying? Never have a fucking issue. So where I guess, what are you what are you saying? Where (laughs) I'm just saying where they sit. Like I'm just saying, is this a is this like a ticket thing inside Allen Fieldhouse? Oh yeah, man, I mean fuck. So we'll talk about that. Yeah, later. off air, off air story. 
Uh, maybe the next story. We'll have you okay. on again for sure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's just weird that people would say those things about you just because, like you said, the fans love you. Just you played your ass off. It's not yeah. like you took plays off and stuff. Yeah. So would it be like? Was it like the players saying shit or coaches? Oh or? no, man! I remember Bill said some shit like that. Like I remember he said, he said to win me and my best friends. I'll never forget this shit. And this is when I was like, I think it was a lockout, and I was just getting back from my injuries because my injuries always came like right after KU. And maybe that has to do with something else that I'm going to say in the book too, but maybe maybe it is. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, <coughs> that shit happened. And when I was getting back, I was in tip top. I was coming up here shooting whatever, you know, just because I needed a facility and I needed to get away from Kansas City. When was this? And even least something. It was probably like in, I'm going to say 07, between 07 and it might have been 09 after the championship, right? Yeah, the year after no, we won it. We won in 08. Between 0, between because I, I tore my ACL in, ACL in 07. So it was like 05 and 06 or 06 and 07 type One shit. One of those, right? yeah. So. I come back and we sit down and I'm like, you don't think I would have, you know, we st- it, we're talking and we something comes up and we're talking about the NBA and shit like that. And he's like, I was like, you don't think I would have made it to the NBA if like I would have had some more help instead of, you know, this and that, this and that. And he was like, what, Greg? You made it to the NBA? Hell no. <laughs> you know, got his toupee fucking flopping over here like SpongeBob and Squidward and shit like that to where his, <laughs> this cocksucker says that shit, and I and I even talked to him like, man, this motherfucking cocksucker really said that shit, and I, I almost want to punch him in the fucking head then. And I'm like, really, dog? You gonna sit there and say that shit when you can easily go back in the fucking mock draft? I was I was supposed to go to the fucking Atlanta if I want to tore my ACL. So you tore your ACL after the Syracuse game? I tore my ACL because. No, at my senior year. So after the Georgia Tech and shit like that. Right? Oh, yeah. Shit, after that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was – and actually I was down, like, after my last, like, stipend check because I was, like, I was so pissed off. And even even with, with Bill and all the other shit too, the whole – even my whole senior year type shit, to whereas I left, like, immediately. I didn't even finish school. I left. I went down to the fucking cagers. And play Kansas. Yeah, because yeah. my mom and was like, hey, you and your brother can come play and you can still get in shape and you can get another fucking check and you can still uh, be ready to go in the NBA and shit like that. Keep in mind, they all got their own little scams or whatever it is down there for whatever. So I'm playing with Jeff Boshi. Didn't get to play with my brother. He didn't even make the fucking team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm down stuck in fucking Salina like, what the fuck going on? What the fuck going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, the draft started going on. What the fuck? <laughs> so, did you debate going pro after the title game? Like, going back a year, but did you, like, what were NBA teams saying and stuff? Do you think you could have got drafted I could, after I didn't that know year? because everybody left and nobody told me nothing. Oh, All okay. they told me was, hey, hey, Grace, you know, junior college players, you know, when they transfer, you got an extra year. Good luck. See ya. We're going to North Carolina. Woo! <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. And this is like kind of before, like obviously yeah. nowadays, the internet, Twitter. You're seeing yeah. all this stuff, but like that nobody then it probably was your coaches getting the feedback. From exactly. The nobody told know. me nothing until I started my own like type company when I was already done and damn near coming back from overseas. I already know the system now. You know, 
already getting fucking represented by like number two agency. When they saw me, one of my uh, Justin Zanuck, man, now he's the fucking GM for Utah Jazz. You know what I'm saying? I love mm-hmm. Justin for even fucking with me doing all that shit because he sure. showed me the loops and all that shit. And he's like, man, nobody, nobody told you nothing. Like nobody, nothing. Like fuck no. They ain't tell me shit. Everything I I learned, I learned by myself. How I made it to the Lakers was I flew myself out the fucking. I, I googled. I was like, okay, Los Angeles Lakers. Where this practice facility? Did this, this, did that? El Segundo's. They're practicing El Segundo. Whatever I fucking <laughs> knew. And the Kings and the Lakers. They practice in the same facility, and the hotel is right there. So I planted a motherfucking hotel room, re- reserved a hotel room right where the fucking Lake Facilities is. Yeah. To where every morning I knew somebody I'd, I would run into, eventually they would know who the fuck I was, get my credentials. It was like, hey, I just played the Syracuse National Championship, duh, 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 this and this and this from University of Kansas. Wow. Ran into a guy next morning, 10, 9.30. He said, be there. 10 a.m. It's like, shit, bet I'll be there at 9. I'm walking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And that's when I was I just first started trying out with the Lakers. Wow. And then some, so Bill basically didn't think you could make it in the league or what? Fuck no. And fuck he had, no. hadn't even really seen, I mean, fuck no. hadn't seen you really play fuck that no. much. No. I guess he probably it, saw you at Iowa Western, but. But still, even at Iowa Western, I still do circles around any of these fucking players. And that's why I even tell some of the – like some of the heated practices we had and some of the best games were the practices and people don't even fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like some of the best games were in practices and I remember practice like I, I would call I would call some out like man my junior college team would be whooping our asses right now especially after practicing like because I know we would. Yeah. Yeah so I guess it's kind of crazy to me is like I don't think I don't think anybody was really – it's tough when your coach leaves you. You have a new guy with a new system, mm-hmm. like you said, but you guys still had a really good year. Oh, yeah. You end up going still to – still did our thing. Yeah, you still end up going to the Elite Eight. Like, I guess how – how do you do that? Well, was were you guys just not – was it evident that you guys weren't seeing eye to eye with him at all the, with Bill? Or, like, did you guys finally – was there a certain point where you're like, all right, no, we were good. Everybody we roll with him. Let's just do it. It wasn't even about like everybody. It was just like a fucking me thing, like a Jeff Graves thing. Like I didn't conform. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else conformed. I guess you know. What I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody else was good. It was just me. Yeah. And at the same time, it wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even say it like it wasn't me. Like the whole entire season, it was just certain points. Whenever you hear about the shit, like being sit out for certain reasons, mm-hmm. and all this other shit, and it's like, come the fuck on, man. Yeah. You know, but. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like we had a squad. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We had Jr. Giddens, we had fucking Keith Still, Adab, yeah, Mike. You know what I'm yeah. saying? B. Nash, the freak nasty. Whenever he came out his fucking shell, yeah. Even though he was can't get right sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But uh, Simeon get hurt that year too. Yep, Simeon still had his fucking shoulder. I still remember him man, like going Wayne, crazy on the sideline. And Wayne was like fucking Tim Duncan, man. Like he was wet, wet from. 15 under, his even little, in the fucking three-pointer. His little fadeaway. Yeah, that was wet. Like, that was his shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His we had hook some... on the baseline every time. Yeah. He don't miss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that team, like you said, it was a squad, and it was like, they should, they should I think they should have beat Georgia yeah. Tech. I thought you guys were better yeah. than them. It just We should have. Yeah. I think we had the most alley-oops that year. Oh, really? I think we, t- I think we tied or we were number one for alley-oops. The that is one thing about Bill. Bill throws the lobs. Oh, Bill runs some crazy good plays. Yeah. Yeah. Shit works. Yeah. But were you, 
I don't know if you were the only senior on that team, but were you kind of – did you try to step – me and B-Nash. Okay. Oh, were yeah. you one of the leaders and of the team Dave or – Like, did uh, you get – kind of get the guys in order at times or <clears> – Like, I didn't really look as be, trying to be a leader. Like, I just – I just played and played hard. Yeah, for sure. And, like, if if anybody wanted to play hard, and let's go fucking play hard. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, my main thing was, like, fucking – Give it your all when you're out there. Like, just don't fake it for gazy at fucking in practice. This practice shit don't count. You know, like, and that's in a way I felt like practice was like AI. You know, like, we talking about practice, man. We talking about practice. (laughs) Yeah. We talking about practice. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, I mean, that shit was crazy too. Like, I'll be running late to practice all the goddamn time. Anytime I'm running late, that's how much I have to run on the treadmill at the the end of practice. So. But, yeah, I mean, your senior year really started taking off in March, and that was probably because the experience the year mm-hmm. before. But yeah. I know I'm sure you remember the Big 12 tournament. I know against Mizzou you had a great game, 14, and then Texas you had 14 and 8. So do you think just playing deep in the tournament the year before kind of helped? Yeah, I think that that's, like that always helps. I mean, like I said, just coming in and, like, already, already having that two-year mentality. Like, from junior college, I'm just thinking it's just – Boss the wall, mm-hmm. you know, like one game and ball. you could be done. Right, one game you could be done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and plus also having that football mentality always helps too. You know, always had like the little mean face. And I remember my mom's friend was always like, "Quit smiling sometimes. You you smile a lot sometimes." <laughs> like, you seen little giants? <laughs> like I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I yeah. was like, "Fuck yeah!" But I mean, it was it was a fun experience, man. Yeah, I mean, you had big tournament games that year too, Pacific, mm-hmm. and then we talked about UAB earlier about them. everyone was worried about them because they yeah. they had actually beat Kentucky, who was a yeah. one seed, and yeah, yeah. full court press, Mike Anderson. Did, did you start most that year? Or was David Paget was in right yeah, as a yeah, freshman? He started, he started, yeah, we started starting once. Uh, fucking whatever, fucking Bill was saying, oh, you're not ready for practice, shit or whatever. So you got your starting spot. Like yeah, pretty much, you know. Just being late. Some, he was I think fr- it was being late. He was a freshman, else. right? That yeah. year? Was yeah. he? David Patchett. And he didn't, <laughs> Patchett. he didn't even really, I mean, he committed to Roy, too. Uh, and yep. so, and obviously he didn't see eye to eye, or I don't know what the deal was. He transferred right away after that season, so. Yeah, because his dad or something didn't like, didn't like the system like, or something, but, yeah. you know, Roy recruit, recruited him and. Yeah, it's interesting, kind of like because Giddens came in to yeah. Roy. He I ends got up a funny story about Giddens. He ends too. up transferring. Well, hey, get into it. Funny story about Giddens. Obviously, he had a kind of wild end to his wow, KU yeah. time because he was real cocky. Yeah, like, Jared was real cocky, but he was he's he's my guy now. But he was real cocky, like to where is like I didn't really give a shit about no senior freshman type shit. But at the same time, it was like I gave a shit about like respect and yeah, like didn't matter if who you were it could have been MJ like if you're over cocky or over arrogant wouldn't give you know two seconds to sign an autograph or you're trying to fucking show your muscles and do all this other bullshit <laughs> yeah. like like oh god like, yeah, he was, he we're gonna have problems yeah Giddens would wear some crazy shit yeah. I remember being at a game as a kid after the game and he was wearing like a pink Atlanta Hawks like jersey yeah and then he had a pink NBA headband it's just crazy shit you're yeah like, come on man like why <laughs> Like, you don't even need to do no stupid shit like that. You know, just trying to show some of the ropes and shit. So, basically, escalated in after practice. And and, and words was being said, 
ended up like choking his ass up in the goddamn corner you, of the locker room. You, yeah. you choked Aaron, up kids. Yeah, and Aaron and everybody was like, JG, man, come down, man, come down. So I let his ass go. <laughs> and ever since then, it was like we had a, it was cool. You guys are boys. You know. He was like, but at the same time, it's like, motherfucker knew, like, like, don't go there. Yeah. But did him and Bill kind of butt heads too? I feel yeah, like I think they did too. I've heard some stories about like Jr. and him and any wild type situation, man. So it was like they had an ordeal, like because I like to go to the strip clubs. Yeah. So in Lawrence. Yeah, because I'd rather Outhouse, go. No, Outhouse. I mean no, I would go to All Stars. So oh, okay. Okay. Back then, Bill and everybody thought I. <laughs> Thought they would talk to all like all some of the fucking I don't know who talked to him, but some of the strip club owners or whatever is like try to be like, Hey, look out for Grays. You know, this is a problem. They you know, they remember that one article whenever there or there was an article in the in the newspaper where they took my keys away, act like that was a problem and all this other shit, but I'll be playing games with them sometimes that shit was clever though. <laughs> so I'd park my park my car up in this block, I'll be like three blocks over. Oh wow. <laughs> Having a little Wilt Chamberlain type action going on, oh, you know what I'm saying? But that shit was nice. Lots of women. <laughs> it's a lots of women. <laughs> I still can't believe he went. He said he went through twenty thousand. Man, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta realize if it's twenty thousand, some of y'all that are listening that are that young, your mama got skull drug by a fucking Wilt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they got the pearl necklace, Captain Morgan, Scooter Majute. Yeah, I mean, how does he keep shocker? That doesn't even, yeah, that doesn't even add up. Twenty k, the midnight train. <laughs> yeah, he had like twenty at a time at points. He had to have just going. Through. Jesus, you know how many girls that is? That's like, it's <laughs> a lot. That's got to be I'm, a record. There's no way I've even met twenty thousand girls. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah. It, like, uh, so your Bill basically had people at strip clubs being like, "Hey, no, if, I don't know, I don't know if yeah, I wouldn't say Bill had people at strip clubs. I think he just heard of me being at strip clubs, yeah. and then maybe he has his own resources or whatever, whatnot, to being reach like, out. And let like, us hey. know if Jeff goes to the strip club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow! But they never let him know because they snuck me in the back door. They saw what you did to Jr. Nah, Giddens in the locker room. Tell them that, man. We're not fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. No, it was cool, man. It yeah. was real cool. I mean, but the stories, it was, it's unbelievable stories, man. That shit's crazy. Yeah. No, so, obviously, you had you had an interesting KU career because yeah. you had a super, I mean, you had great tournament runs. You went to a national title game. Not everyone can say that. 16, for- 16 and 16 in the title game. Yeah. Unreal. 11 offensive boards. Jeez. It's not bad. Or work dedication, I guess. <laughs> yes, sir. No, so, yeah, but, I mean, I mean, before I that kinda, even came out, the, the Georgia Tech game too. Just, I mean, I know Jr. hit one. He hit one that sent it to overtime. But yeah. I kind of wanted to maybe go back to the Cuse game just because Keith kind of got fucked in both games. Man, he got fucked on the fifth. He fouled out on just awful calls in both games. And that's what the Cuse game was soft. The dude yeah. literally fell. I yeah. know you know what play I'm talking about, but yeah, that's some bullshit. There's a lot of. Them. But yeah, that was the most bullshit one of them all. Like that changed the whole entire game. The charging call against GT yeah. was awful. And it's just like, oh. how do you call that? That's what. And it's like, man, how are you gonna take that back? Like, yeah, I mean, that game it, goes to overtime. We don't have our one of our right. best players. It's like you, t- you just take your right and left arm or whatever leg away. Yeah, it's crazy. Because he was gonna, he was our, 
He was our go-to guy whenever he was hot right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was was Mr. Buckets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Slasher, lefty. Yeah. Yeah, He was crazy good. Yeah. He he got his revenge on Georgia Tech the next year, though. Yeah. Game winner. No, that was – yeah, it sucked. I mean – that's frustrating. I mean, we even talked about like Devonte fouling out in that Villanova game. Horrible. Uh, you remember that just, game at all? Like the a few Elite years Eight ago. game. Yeah. But well, yeah. The point of it is like it feels like we got our guards hardly ever foul out, and our guards nope. are fouling out in these big moments, so it just sucks. But especially, I feel like some guys get the benefit of the whistle when they have four. Yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? No, Devonte. Yeah. And you call that Devante, shit like a dude like, falling, and then. A dude that's literally moving, you're dribbling, they call a charge. And so yeah, that's that clear block. The Georgia Tech one, yeah. even like the dude laughed about it after. He was like, yeah, that wasn't a charge. You've seen it in a replay. It was like, it was so much of, it was a flop before it flopped and became cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't even a thing back then, and it was like a flop. Like, sucks. But, I mean, obviously, you've had a very memorable career for a guy that was only here two years. Like, like I said, we throw out that tweet, and people are like, yo, you got to get. Jeff yeah. Graves on. You got to get Jeff Graves on just because I think people know you probably got some <laughs> funny stories and funny thoughts. So, no, it's been it's been uh, good. Yeah. It was a fun time. I don't know, B-Turn, what else you got? No, just else? appreciate you coming on, man. I mean, bring back a yeah, yeah. ton of memories just from two years, like you said. And yeah. one of the few dudes, probably you, Keith, Aaron, that played for – and Wayne that played for Bill and Roy. So, it's cool yeah. to hear both sides of yeah. how they yeah. coach and just the memories from it. But – and I guess we we asked we asked Tyshawn the first time we're gonna try and ask everybody. So when you were in Lawrence, what was the what was the go to bar you were always at? Oh no, you know what they need to bring back out? Fucking Abe and Jake's. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I always heard about that. I never because we never got to really experience that. I don't know what that. the fuck is going on in Lawrence, but they need to pull their head out there as some Abe and Jake's would bring some money. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a great venue. If I've anybody, been to like weddings where it used to be. If but anybody knows the key to Abe and Jake's. Holler. <laughs> we could have, instead of two chains being at Granada, we could have two chains there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Wiz. It. Wiz was at the Granada the other night. Yeah, that Wiz. Was crazy. That's what I meant, Wiz. Yeah. Did you hear about Travis Scott? Or not Travis Scott. Was it Travis Scott that was just here? At Sprint Center? Yeah. Yeah. It was what that night. You know what his dumbass said? Uh, oh, St. he said Louis. St. Louis. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Nice Ask him a joint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he had one. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, okay, that's interesting. Tyshawn said brothers. You said Abe and Jake. So I mean, brothers is always there. Yeah. Brothers was, so were brothers there when yep. you were there? Yep, brothers. Yeah. Should I remember the ranch was going on? Yeah. What was that? Uh, that's like a redneck place now, I think. Yeah. Maybe it always was. The brown bear. It used to be brown bear. And I don't know what it is now. It's, I don't know what it is now. It's like yeah. something else. But. You still go out in Lawrence much? You, I know you go to a few games, but <laughs> no. no. If you go out in Lawrence, you almost feel like. There's 18 year old girls running around and yeah. shit. Yeah. You almost feel like Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, that's a good note. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Jeff Graves, we appreciate you coming on. It's been really fun. You yeah. just sitting back, letting loose, telling stories, giving us. Give us your thoughts, and I think you're going to have a lot of thoughts come out in the future based yeah. off kind of what you've said. Maybe writing a book. I have, or I have a book coming out soon. A book coming out, for so sure, everyone so. stay tuned for Jeff Gray's book. I don't know when it'll be out, but one day it will be, and when it does, you got to come on the pod. We'll hype it up. We'll get everyone buying it. So Yeah, after the book, come on, tell some stories, whatever, and we'll get your book out there for sure. Most definitely. Appreciate you. All right. Yes, yeah. sir. Thanks. Much love.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.